Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Steve Bloom, and you are listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. You're tuned in to Steve Megatron on Altered Geek. So, movie stuff. Yes. The bread and butter of our conversations. Yes, the bread and butter. Um, so, uh, as far as the, the movie stuff is concerned, uh, we've gotten trailers for multiple movies. Um whether it be uh, Avengers Endgame uh, or the Joker movie or um, the fact that Captain Marvel's come out, Shazam's come out, Aquaman's come out. Uh, I know Aquaman's older, but still, <laughs> since the last time we, we talked yeah. superhero fil- films. Um, I, mean, I don't know if you've had a chance to talk at length about them, but I think if we just want to go and like chronological order here i i feel like uh real quick um i really enjoyed aquaman um i thought it was a lot of fun and it was really cool to see them lean all the way in to the character and like come back around and have it be cool um because obviously aquaman is He's he's not a lot of people's favorite character. No. Uh, and I think he can... I I like him in Justice League, like the animated series, mm-hmm. and, and, and Unlimited. Like, I like him there. Um, and I liked him in, like, Flashpoint and stuff like that. Like, I... I but I, I get how the character can be kind of... The, the idea of the character can be kind of tough. Because um, you can't really normally take him seriously unless you look at those renditions. Exactly. And I feel like you have to... You know, you hear about, you hear just, I, I, I guess I don't really know what I'm trying to say because everything I gave is like a, a version of Aquaman that I actually enjoy. But they, they leaned all the way into the absurdity of the character. Mm-hmm. And, and it worked. They didn't try to change it or, or, or dumb it down too much or, or take it in some other way just to try to make him look cooler. I think that, I think he just ended up being cool because they leaned all the way into it and they didn't mess around with it. Which is definitely cool. Yes, and I think after seeing, after seeing Shazam, and I was talking with my wife about it, I said that I said that is what DC has to like. DC's characters, they're not. I've never seen them as characters that were built to inhabit our world. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. like Marvel characters, I see them kind of inhabiting 
a version of our world. I'd, I've never seen the DC characters as inhabiting our world. And I think that's because DC relies on fictional cities more so than Marvel does. Yeah, DC's got, I mean, they've got semblances of actual yeah. cities. And, and, they, and they reference actual cities, but where the stories typically take place, they're fictional cities based off of real cities. So there's always been this disconnect for me that the DC universe doesn't exactly exist in our world. So it, a lot of their characters, like they're, they're tough. You can't, you, you have to lean all the way into the idea of the character. And that's, and they did it again with like Shazam because my wife even, she thought he, he looked kind of goofy because of his cape, which is that it's that two tiered white cape and it's short and it has that collar. And it's like, you know, it's that you have to, you have to lean all the way into it because that's what the character is. Mm-hmm. And and they did that. They did it again with Shazam. I thought Shazam was 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 great. I actually just saw it tonight. Um, and there's a wonderful there's a wonderful twist in the movie that I don't think has been spoiled by the trailers yet or the marketing yet. Um, from what I can tell, and I've seen all three trailers that came out for Shazam, and I don't. It hasn't been spoiled in anything yet. And it's this uh, a, a little subtle little hint there. It's the it's the perfect cross between the two versions of the Shazam character that I know. Okay. Like, like they took and, and, and for a little bit of context there, uh, I'm familiar with Shazam from, um, justice league unlimited. Mm-hmm. And I'm familiar with Shazam from the flashpoint movie. Mm-hmm. So they took both of those versions of the character. And as far I, maybe it's not a new thing, but it was new to me. So they, they came, I, I, I feel like they came up with something new. Someone can point out in the comments that it's not something new and that it's been in the comics before, but it was new to me and it was kind of cool. And that's without spoiling it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I haven't seen it yet, but it just judging based on the trailers, it looked pretty interesting. Now, Endgame, um, I've gone, I, I watched the first trailer for Endgame and that's all I've seen. Um, and I refuse to watch anything else, any other marketing. I haven't read any articles on anything. I've avoided photos. I've tried to avoid, avoid headlines. I've got, I've got Avengers and Endgame all muted in my Twitter feed. <laughs> um, Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I, I've tried to keep my head in the sand and it's, I've got people that wanted me to watch the second trailer, but I side note here, I saw the first, you know, the, the trailer for Spider-Man far from home came out and I, I've seen that trailer a couple of times and then it dawned on me. There is a scene in that trailer and it's not the scene with Nick Fury or anything like that. There's a scene early on in that trailer that I feel like is Big spoilers for Endgame. Well, quote unquote, big spoilers in the first trailer. In the first, tra- in the first trailer for Spider-Man: Far From Home. Oh, okay. I feel like there is a spoiler for what happens in Endgame. I feel like that too. And it has to do with Avengers Tower. Did you? Did you? Well, I didn't notice that part, but did you notice the? Um, 
the whole thing, you'll have to elaborate on that in a second, um, what you saw. But mm-hmm. in the Far From Home trailer, I noticed that it looked almost like Peter was going to the same place he was heading towards uh, during um, Infinity War, before he jumped on board with Stark on the alien floating ship. It looked like he was on the same like school journey type of thing. Well, on the bus. Uh, no, I will have to go and watch that again to see. Because I could have swore that that was the same, like basically the same scene. The only difference was is he actually got across the bridge instead of getting off the the uh, thing to go fight with aliens like Stark. Interesting. And I could be wrong, but it looked like it. You know, it looked like it completely wiped out the. Um, the entire Infinity War battle. Well, that's interesting because that also, that throws in... Okay, so my thing... <laughs> my thing has to do with Avengers Tower. Um, now, I'm going to preface this with a little bit of some stuff here because... Um, brief side note, because I know that trailers can be misleading. Trailers are sometimes designed to be misleading. Um, for anyone that followed the Thor Ragnarok trailers before that mm-hmm. movie released, uh, when they showed Hela breaking Thor's hammer, that scene was in the trailer and it was in an alleyway in New York. <laughs> in the movie, it takes place on a countryside in uh, Norway. Something like that. I think. So, yeah. So, things change, right? They can... Because the way these movies are shot, they're shot on a green screen, so they can change the setting and the environment and all this other stuff. So, just... I get that. Big grain of salt. But, there's a scene in the beginning of the Far From Home trailer where Spider-Man is swinging through New York, and in one of those scenes, he is swinging through the... In the background of where he is swinging is Avengers Tower. Okay? Mm-hmm. Avengers Tower is under the same amount of construction at w- as it was under in the very first Avengers movie. Interesting. In fact, now the reason I bring this up is because I just watched the Avengers movie, first one again the other day, and I feel like they just swapped a plate, like a background plate. Like it, I, I, I watched that movie. I saw that I, I watched the trailer. I was like, that's Avengers tower and it's under construction. You could tell it was under construction and you could tell it was Avengers tower. And then I'm watching Avengers and I'm like, holy crap. That's the exact same thing. Like, <laughs> and so I, everyone knows or everyone assumes that there's some type of time travel thing that's going to happen in Endgame. How much remains to be seen. But it it was very weird, and the reason I brought up the Thor Ragnarok thing is when the movie actually comes out, that scene might not even be in the movie with him swinging through New York. like, Or it could have a completely different background. You know, it's... But I, I saw that in the, in the Far From Home trailer, and I'm like, that's it. I'm not watching any more trailers. Like, for any Marvel movie, until Endgame comes out. Because... 
I feel like it's going to spoil too much information. Right. I don't need to. I I don't want to pick up on something in the in 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 the background like like I did there. <laughs> well, and it almost felt too like in that trailer that Stark died, and that's why Happy was there with I Aunt May. If we want to move on for a second, I don't think Stark dies in Endgame. I don't think so either. I, I think, think I think he Happy retires. Is, yes, Happy is just Peter's point of contact. Mm-hmm. That's that's all that is, and then they probably realize that there's probably some good chemistry between um, uh, John, John Favreau, Favreau and uh, Marissa Tomei. Yes. So, you know why why not keep up that shtick? Um, you know, I think I think Tony and Pepper get married, and Tony resigns. Um, the only character I I cannot. I don't have a working theory for is Captain America. I think he dies. I do not think he dies. I think Cap is going to take on Iron Man's role the way I think Cap is going to be for the next phase for it, uh, for what Iron Man was for the, for this last phase. Although Cap won't be in it. Like, like he'll be in it, but he won't have like, we won't have a Captain America four. Like, he will still be, he'll be in other people's movies. Even though he's not under contract anymore? I, I, things change. I don't yeah, think I he's know. done. I, I, I think, I know that uh, Robert Downey Jr. is done. So, and, that, and that's where I think, I think you'll just get, I don't think he'll have any more movies that are his. I think you'll just, he will just be a part of things the way that Iron Man was a part of the last phase. I think like, Thor will still be a part of it, though. Yes, Thor's still going to be there. Hulk will still be there. Um, I can't think of anyone that's actually done. So I think we'll the, get more of Doctor Strange. We'll get Spider Man. We'll get Scarlet Witch and and um, Vision. Yeah, I don't. And it's, well, I mean, some of those are obvious because we know we're getting a Doctor Strange two. We're getting a Spider Man two. We're getting another Guardians. Which mad props to Disney for hiring James Gunn again. Which is funny. So. They were going to keep his script anyway. There was nobody that was going to be able to pull it off. Well, nobody, and I. They say they interviewed no one. I don't buy that. I think they did, but they couldn't find anybody that was going to have the vision that was going to pull it through. Well, I don't think anyone wanted to touch it. I think everybody which, was pretty, pretty much on the. You know, you know what? It, what you did was kind of crappy to him. So we're just not gonna. We're gonna pass. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I end end game. Um, I really don't. Ha- I don't know how it ends, but I don't think. I don't think anyone dies. I do not. I do not think anyone dies. Um, because I feel like even if it's their last movie, uh, massive throwback here for something that never had any impact on me, and I don't know that it had any impact on you or anybody else that listens to this. But it's Transformers reference. I think you'll end up with a uh, Optimus Prime Transformers movie issue, like. Hmm if they kill one of the heroes you like, feel like they need to retire i'm over killing them yes <laughs> that way if they need to come back for a quick cameo or something it's okay but other than that they they're, yeah they're they exist in universe and they can kind of continue their mission but we're not going to focus on them anymore because i i think like the the big reason i think that pepper and tony get married is because they've been hinting at it forever like and they were supposed to like pretty much in the last one well, no, the the yeah, they were in Infinity War. They were planning their wedding. 
and then he had to up and leave. <laughs> yes, exactly. So there you don't it, he he gets engaged at the end of the Spider at Spider-Man Homecoming. They're planning the wedding in Infinity War and he's yeah, there there's no way it doesn't end with him getting married. So, um Did you see Captain Marvel? I did. I liked it. I did too. Other than I felt like certain scenarios were a little jarring. There was a lot of that. And I, I, the way I describe it is I feel like it's the best movie of its kind that we could have gotten given where it's set. Like you don't have a lot of elbow room when you make a prequel right now. That is true. Like, especially in the Marvel universe. Exactly. So, it, it, it just kind of it. It that's that's why like the first time I saw, I've seen it twice. The first time I saw it when the Tesseract shows up, I will admit it threw me out of the rest of the movie because I spent the rest of the movie going, okay, where did the Tesseract show up? What was its timeline? What do we know about it already? Where is it? What movies was it in? Like I literally spent the last half of the movie trying to figure out, like, if it broke continuity, <laughs> which it did. Like, no, it didn't. And I and I realized that like I think I got out of the movie and I realized no, I said I said it shows up in Captain America and then it doesn't show up again until Avengers. Like and that's that's the end of its uh and then and then Loki has it in Infinity. Like that's like the end of its story. Like there is no there's a there is a massive window where no one knows what went on with this thing. It does nothing. And that's one of the things that it it made me so angry when I saw those clickbait headlines about this one item showing up in Captain Marvel that throws the entire Marvel continuity into into unrest and all this. I was like, "Are you kidding me? It does not. It do, it does nothing." <laughs> the the thing I found jarring was we still don't know. Uh, other than just years of service, we still don't know what turned Nick into the cynical bastard that he is today. Yeah, because he, well, you get to see what happened to, you know, his eye, and you get to see that he was a pretty lighthearted, um, Coulson-esque you know, character. Coulson-esque, you know, agent, which explains why he and Coulson were, you know, kind of buddy-buddy. Although I did love what they did with Coulson in this movie. I I wanted more Coulson, but I did want more Coulson. I I was a little I was a little bummed that it it really wasn't. <laughs> like and and so like it it kind of bummed me. It, it was nice to see. Samuel L. Jackson get to be Nick when he's not being cynical, but at the same time, it's like, and obviously that can slowly happen over, you know, the, the years. Um, the other thing that was kind of jarring was just how well he got along with this alien, like right from the get go and not shocked by her in any way, shape or form. Probably because she was human looking. That it could be that, um, or he'd seen other weird things that we're not aware of yet. That's true. And then the only other thing that that kind of that, that the only other nitpick I really had with the movie was I have two, but one is more uh, is a little more glaring to me um, was uh, when they go to Project Pegasus. And, you know, they get escorted into that room and then they get locked into the room. And then they break out like no one comes after them. Like none of the guards, like in the building, like, like 
yeah, it was it was weird. It's like we're going to detain these two people because they're here asking questions about something they shouldn't be asking questions about. Oh, they just broke out. Okay, well they're buddy buddy because apparently this guy works for some department we've never heard of. Yeah, it it was that just that that small little thing, and that, that's just me. That's just, that's just me being OCD about these things. I tend to be. I think I, I think I said finally. I tend to be a little Drax about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where I take everything literal, like that it is how it is like and when they contradict themselves it really bugs the crap out of me no i i'm in the same Um, boat because i feel like they're so good and you have so many talented people like you don't need to be making these mistakes um and then i didn't care how ronin got punked like i like ronin i know he meets his end in guardians of the galaxy but you punked him <laughs> and and it kind of throws it kind of throws a really weird shadow on things like what did she do to the Kree because the Kree are apparently still a threat whenever Guardians of the Galaxy is set you know like what did she actually do when she went off into space really say what I'm wondering if she got captured at some point well I One interesting thing I I read about Kevin Feige in an interview with Kevin Feige, because he said someone asked, someone said that the movie doesn't really answer why she never came back to Earth or like why Nick didn't page her earlier, uh, which it doesn't. Um, But Feige actually said, we don't know that this is the first time he's paged her. Like there's what is it? a, A 13 year gap between captain marvel and like iron man where he could have paged her before and that could be why he came up with the avengers initiative well it is well it it is it's literally in the movie why he did it like i i just think that i think if we get a sequel to captain marvel it's going to be another period piece but whether it's set on earth or not that remains to be seen um almost kind of like how Wonder Woman 2 is supposed to be a period piece. In 1984? Yes. I don't... It, it bothers me that these... Actually, I want, I want to save that for a transition into the Joker trailer. But the last thing I really want to say... Um, and this it goes back to my Drax comment about taking things literally. Is I want to put this out there. I, I think I mentioned it a little bit on Twitter, but I didn't really get any... No one really responded to me because everyone probably thinks I'm crazy. But I was watching Infinity War... All right. And I got all the way. I had like an hour. I had like 30 minutes left to the movie. And I went, wait a second. And I rewound the movie all the way back to when Thor meets the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Excellent scene. There's a giant exposition dump about the Infinity Stones. Okay. Um, Thor says that they need to go. The next place they need to go to try to you know, to get a stone or to capture Thanos is they need to go to nowhere. All right. And they're like, why do we need to go? We don't need to go to nowhere. And he's like, no, we need to do this. And he goes, he gives a detailed layout of where all the infinity stones are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a bad thing in and of itself, but he says that the time stone is on earth in possession of the Avengers. One, we've never seen that Thor has ever seen the time stone. Okay. True. And two, Doctor Strange is not an Avenger. That is true. 
so I was like, I was like, how does he know? Like it's, and, and, and yeah, Thor met strange in Ragnarok, but it's not like strange met him, shook his hand and said, Oh look, I have the time stone. Like there was none of that, you know? Um, now there is some weird dialogue between the two of them that suggests that they may know each other. Like the whole, like, why didn't you send me an email or call me? But whatever, I'll toss that aside. That's just, that just feels kind of weird. Plays more for the laugh. True. So I was like, okay, that's a one-off thing. And then I watched Thor Ragnarok and this is where it gets really interesting. (laughs) And which is Thor Ragnarok is the literal prologue to infinity war. Um, it opens with Thor captured. He's in the cage and he's having a conversation with the skeleton that he's in the cage with. And he gives a rundown of what he's been doing. And he says, I've been traveling the universe looking for shiny stones and I haven't found any. Okay. Yet, the literal next movie, which is literally starts where Ragnarok ends. He knows where they all are. I, I, I don't know. I, it just, it, what I came up with and I came up with some of my coworkers was infinity roar was written to, as a movie that anybody could watch and not having seen the other 21 movies. I could see that. So it's, you, you can watch it and that, and, and that's why that scene plays as like an exposition dump. It's laying out the rules for why there's all these different locations for where people are. Like you've got infinity stones on earth. So you've got earth, you've got infinity stones on, you know, in, in space. And that's why they've got the guardians of the galaxy And, you know, we've got all these adventures that are going to come into into one thing. It's just it seems such like such sloppy for as cohesive as everything appears to be, despite everything being their own movie for as cohesive as everything is. It just seems like a huge misstep to like have the character say, I didn't I haven't found anything. And then in the next movie, give him the exposition dump of where everything is. (laughs) So it it, it kind of it just irked me, and that's where I realized I take everything. Like, you know, people can be like, "Well, you didn't read the comics or or, or this." It's like, no, if it didn't happen in the movies, that it, it really didn't, didn't happen. exist. Yeah, it didn't it? Yeah, it did not happen. Like, so they're they're just, I don't know, that that's that's just me, because um, I I find myself watching Infinity War more and more, but every time I watch it, I find one more thing I don't like, and I find one more thing that I do like. That's funny. So, um, that was just that was just the latest uh, thing. However, going on, you brought up Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Yeah, and we brought up the whole period piece business. Or I said the whole thing about the period pieces. Yep. Earlier, I brought up my disassociation with DC from like our world. Like, I don't. That it's so weird for them to come out and say like a DC movie is going to be set in the 80s. Like, 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What make like, you know, I'm just like, what makes a DC movie 80s? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, it seems so weird. And I bring that up because, um, also because of the Joker trailer that just dropped. Which I kind of want to take a break from talking here, and I really want to see what you have to say, because you're like probably one of the second biggest Joker fans I know of. I'll uh, well, one <coughs> the this particular rendition when I first saw the original, you know, teaser teaser image thing that they kind of the animated teaser that they did. Um, and when I heard the casting, I was like, okay, this is going to suck. <laughs> and, uh, but at the same time, it was more optimistic about it just because I hated the, the, um, the Jared Leto version mm-hmm. so passionately. I hated that version and I still do. Um, I, I mean, I get it's, it's meant to be different, um, but I, that one I just could never get past. This one, on the other hand, kind of gives me uh, like a, a natural cross between almost like the, the Cesar Romero and like the Heath Ledger kind of mixed into a weird, you know, dynamic. Yes, exactly. Um, you get more of the, the 60s, you know, goofy looking style or goofy things, but you get the dry... Um, comedy of the Heath Ledger Joker and the um, apparel of the the Heath Ledger and, and kind of more of that um, overall appearance. I thought he looked uh, more Romero, like the Cesar Romero than Ledger. Well, he does. Especially with but, that suit. Yeah, the suit. Yeah, the suit. And then, but I meant like as far as like the hair. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah the, the, the face itself, like in the, the, the kind of reactions and some of that are more Cesar Romero. Um, but I, I found it kind of interesting and, uh, and it's definitely an origin story and kind of, it's like an Elseworlds type thing, but I almost wish that this was the one that they went with for the DCEU. I mean, I get now that they're really not doing that, that they're all kind of standalone at this point, but, um, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. But I don't hate it, and I think that that's kind of the important thing to take away from it. And and I saw there was what was it? Um, I want to say I bookmarked this. Somebody put um, uh, what was it? The Hollywood Reporter. I don't know if you saw this the other day. Um, they. They posted, um, how does Joaquin Phoenix's Joker version of the iconic villain stack up to uh, Heath Ledger and Jared Leto's portrayals? And had a whole article based on this. And uh, this guy, that this Andy 
the backed or something. He does like that hashtag show on YouTube or whatever, um, and have various other shows. But he he says, uh, "Let me check something. <laughs> One minute, please." Checks the Joker trailer. Hey, Hollywood pr- reporter, uh, how can you say that without having seen the full <laughs> freaking movie? Uh, rather than judge from a uh, two-minute trailer, how about we ask this after October fourth? You know. I'm- well, everyone judges everything off of a two-minute trailer now. Like it's it's ridiculous how much judgment is passed from seeing two minutes of a two-hour movie. Yeah, it, it, and it may not even be part of the movie. That's that's the funny thing. So, um, so but no, I mean, I I didn't hate it, and it kind of, I think for what it will be, like it, it's definitely going to be a standalone. But I think that it's gonna it's gonna do fine on its own regardless just because um you get to see some of the other layers that you normally don't see in any of the films so you're going to get to see part of the the killing joke and part of the the comics and part of uh, a lot of different areas of the persona come out um and and I think that it'll it'll be kind of well rounded so I don't know I'm cautiously optimistic but I I, I don't think that it's going to be bad so with DC's okay, well, hang on, I, w- I want to break this down. All right, let's just talk about the trailer for a second. So, I thought the trailer was great. I'm excited. I agree with you about like the Caesar Romero. Um, I did see a little bit of Ledger, but it was really only in the hair, like just the long hair of it, like, and maybe just like the part where he was dying his hair green. Yeah, um, that's more so what I meant. But I. You know, I, I watched the trailer, and I uh, the first time I watched the trailer, just the first time, I didn't even go back and like rewatch it yet. Um, like, uh, I well, well, we know this movie is again, it's set in the '80s, but what does the '80s mean to the DC universe? I I have no idea. So it's just it's just weird to think about them being like, oh, we're just going to set it in the '80s because I feel like you could just like. Batman's just set. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't need to be a period P. I don't know. Anyways, I digress. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. And I think you say it's standalone and our friend movie revolt also thought it was going to be a standalone, but I saw that trailer and that little kid in the trailer, that's Bruce Wayne. Like at the end when he's reaching through the fence, and he's making that smile. That's Bruce Wayne. Interesting. And the guy on the TV talking about the masked criminal doing something evil or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's Thomas Wayne. Um, yeah, I knew they were going to be in it. But so I don't I, know if it has any bearing on any of the other movies. I Here's my, here's my thing. I think it ends... This movie, I don't know if it ends with it, but it is definitely in this movie. Um, the Waynes are murdered in this movie. This, I think this movie is, it, it is the death of the Waynes framed from the Joker's point of view and how that comes to be. Because I believe the, um, I got this from IGN. I didn't pick up on this in the trailer myself. But the building that he is getting thrown out of in the trailer, like that big stone building that he's getting thrown down the stairs of, mm-hmm. that's a Wayne building. Hmm. Um, I, I 
think it just leads to like the Wayne's take. I, I, somehow he comes, he ends up butting heads with the Wayne's over the course of his journey and ends up murdering Bruce's parents. I can okay. see that. Now, this is where it gets interesting with my theory. Joker is set in the 80s. And we just heard a little while ago that Matt Reeves' movie is set in the 90s. I think they're related. Hmm. I think Joaquin Phoenix. Now, that's not saying that Joker is going to be the villain and Matt Reeves' first Batman movie. But I am saying that Joaquin Phoenix is Matt Reeves' Joker. If that makes any sense. That's an interesting take on it. So, I think... And and then from that standpoint, I ran into the same problem that I have with the Gotham TV show. <laughs> did you see what they did to the character on that? No, I... I the I teasers? Stopped, I, I, I stopped watching and at like some... I only think I finished season one. I think I stopped because Bruce was so young in the first season. And they were bringing up all these these characters that he was going to fight when he was older. And I think we had this conversation. I just kept picturing Batman fighting old people. And I've never, maybe it's because I'm most familiar with Batman from comics and animation. Those characters seem timeless. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't age due to the medium. Um, so like, I I had this disconnect with the TV show of Gotham because I couldn't like you're introducing like Riddler and Penguin and I'm just supposed to believe that you know some 20 year old guy is you know 25 year old guy is going to go you know beat up on some you know 40 year old dude like I I don't know it, it yes it sounds, it sounds kind of weird to say it out loud but that's how it ran in my head and so like when I had that theory about Joaquin Phoenix being Matt Reeves' Joker, like, I'm thinking that's going to make, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, like, Joker's going to be really old. And I'm wondering if Warner Brothers is just going to hope that the audience, like, like, like people like us that have watched the cartoons and have read the comics, are they hoping that a movie-going audience just buys into the timelessness, the agelessness of these characters? Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like that's just, uh, I mean, that's just, that's just my take. And it's like, I feel like if you get the Wayne's, the Wayne's murder out, like it's not even in a Batman movie, but like in a prequel movie, like you get the Wayne's or you get Batman's origin in a Joker movie more or less. Yeah. Um, and you see it from a different, from a different take. I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes, and I'm, and I and I'm. I said this to my wife at dinner after we saw Shazam. I I say this as someone that liked. I've liked all of the DCEU movies, um, and I desperately. I don't believe there's a Snyder cut, but I des I I really wanted Snyder to be able to tell his story, even though he will never be able to. But. They, for better or worse, the DCU movies have changed their tone 
and the studio has changed their direction for their movies. But I feel like I really hope that the studio is adjusting their box office expectations for these movies mm-hmm. because their the reputation is tarnished, right? So they need to take a little bit to cultivate goodwill with their audience. And so it's like, I, I want to see a sequel to Shazam, but if they expect Shazam to have out of control box office numbers, we'll never see a sequel to Shazam. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want them to succeed and I like where they're going, but I just hope the studio doesn't have unreal expectations for audience turnout because I don't think they're going to get the numbers that they want. I mean, yes, Wonder Woman's popular and Aquaman made like a billion dollars, but I feel like you should expect Shazam to do less than Ant-Man money. If that makes any sense. No, and I get that because it's his first time kind of coming to live action. So nobody really knows what to expect. And he's kind of a tertiary character for the most part. And I feel like they need to feel like Joker is the same. Although I feel like I feel like, yes, in in this one, in this one regard, Joker is a one off. I don't think we'll get a Joker, too. No. Um, So I guess I guess in that that regard, yes, it's a one off. It's not meant to build a franchise. Um, but I hope they don't see, like, I hope the Joker movie does well and I hope they've earned enough goodwill back from the audience that the Joker movie does well, but am I wrong? Have I, have I heard, is the Joker movie supposed to be R? I don't know. I haven't heard either way on it. I don't, I, I feel like I heard one way or the other, but I can't, I can't recall. I don't know if DC's decided to go down that road yet. Yeah, I don't know if... I mean, if they were going to, this would be kind of smart, but um, I would rather see the Matt Reeves Batman like be like their, their Arkham Asylum, more or less, and then have that be that. I don't know that Batman... I don't, see, here's... I, I'm, I don't know that any movie needs to be rated R. I don't think so either, but... I, yeah, the R rating grants you certain liberties. Like, don't get me wrong, I love my Deadpool. But I feel like, even with a character like Deadpool, I feel like there is a, if done right, I feel like there is, you can find the funny in censorship. Well, they did it with the PG-13 version, the Once Upon a Deadpool. Yes, but... And I, and I haven't seen that yet. So maybe that's what I'm talking about. But like, I, I do think there, it, I think if done right, you can find the funny in a, in a, in a censored in, in censorship for a movie like Deadpool to be funny in, 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 in some cases, even funnier. Um, I, I don't know that because at the end of the day, Batman is more suspense and thriller. And, a lot of the new age horror movies are more suspense and thriller and they're PG 13. Like they, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't know that anything needs to be R. I know it gives you certain liberties and things like that as far as language goes and, 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 uh, and content, but, and, and, and also like in this day of special effects, 
I feel like if you're R-rated and you're going with gore, like it, you're not even doing practical special effects like buckets of corn syrup. You're doing CGI gore, which just looks awful. So, yep. um, but yeah, I haven't, I, I feel like I've heard, I thought, I thought maybe it was like on the table. Obviously they haven't, it's not, it's not finalized yet. It's still rating. Hmm, excuse me. Still rating pending, but on a slight note though, I, I really want to know more about Matt Reeves, Batman. Yeah. I'm getting kind of tired of, of, of saying that, Oh, I'm working on it or, or things of that nature. Uh, I, I just would rather actually see something come out of it. Although when they did the 80th anniversary, they, um, people were quick to spot that there was a script sitting nearby or a wannabe script with yeah. a particular logo. Yep. I saw that. I, I think that was just there just for, just for added, um, social media promotion. <laughs> Army Hammer, Army Hammer. I know. I really That's... hope it is, but it won't be. <laughs> Why? 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 They they listen to fans when they cast Bale. They should listen to us now and cast Army Hammer. Yeah, considering everybody complained so much over Affleck, <sighs> he wasn't that bad. He wasn't. He was great. He oh, man. for what he had, he was great. <sighs> You know, say what you want about Snyder, but he cast everyone that we've seen so far. Like there, you know, Gal Gadot is still Wonder Woman. Jason Momoa is still Aquaman. Yeah, sure, Ben Affleck isn't Batman anymore. I want to believe that Henry Cavill is still Superman. Um, I can't say one way or the other. I I I want to say he's still Superman, but I don't know. No, I, no one knows. Um, but uh, yeah, he he. I think they did really good when they were picking out who was going to play who. I mean, I like Ezra Miller as the Flash, even though Warner Brothers is in danger of losing him as well. I think he was even trying to write it. I think that's where they're having a, a they're having creative differences, and he's threatening to walk over them. So. Which, if it's if it happens, it's unfortunate, but it seems like that's been DC's track record. Yeah, I which don't. Is, which is bad. I mean, they they can't keep messing with. I mean, say what you will about Disney. Disney kind of gives that that initial like you know this is the direction we want to go, but create a a good story, you know, and then they just kind of let them do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's, I feel like Warner is constantly micromanaging to the point that they're destroying their own films. But they also lost the head of their studio just recently, so things so could change. CBS. So things could change. Yes, they could. But is it weird that we have a Joker trailer, but we don't have Wonder Woman 1984? No. I think they're putting more of their eggs in one basket. Huh. I, I think that there there might be things going on behind the scenes that no one's yet aware of or with eighty four? Could be. That could be why we haven't heard anything. I mean there's literally literally been no news. Well, I have no idea what it could be. Didn't they rap? I thought they rapped. Maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe it's just is it supposed to come out this year? 
No, but I thought I I thought I saw a tweet a little while ago that they wrapped. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm looking. But I, I don't think no, it doesn't come out. Well they said the teaser poster uh something, I don't know. Is Wonder uh, Woman in, it, I think it was originally supposed to be December, wasn't it? Uh something like that. Um I guess there's there's footage that they this is the studio showed scenes from the sequel. It's next year, twenty twenty. Um June fifth. Uh, they moved yeah. it. It was it was originally this this uh winter. It's in post production. So yeah, they've they're done filming. Yeah, they um Yeah, they said that there was a, a sizzle reel that came out uh that had footage uh with her and Chris Pine walking by the Washington Monument. So but- yeah, there was um, well, because CinemaCon just got over with. That's where all yeah. these trailers are coming from. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of it. I'm interested to see how crazy people think I am with my theories. I wonder how many of them will be right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long time before we find out about my Joker one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have fun once we, we get some kind of an announcement on uh, the Batman and uh, trying to figure out what suits again. <laughs> I think it... Uh, um, see... I, I just like predicting the suit. I, think. I, I, I do too. And I think a good place to start is... So they... Yeah, they're they're making standalone movies from the DCEU, right? Like all that mm-hmm. stuff kind of got thrown out the window. But they're also like... The bat, the Batman, has always been a prequel to whatever the DCEU movies were, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if you like look at Affleck suit and, and then reverse engineer it, yeah, you work backwards. Like I think you could end up with something. Like I think it was a like a Jim Lee Batman. Mm-hmm. He had one that had, I think he had a, didn't he have a suit that kind of looked like um, Bales? Isn't there one, isn't there like a new 52 Batman that looks kind of like Bales did with the plates? I, I, I don't know why, that's just, that's something, I, I feel like it might be a little more 52, new like Superman's suit was. Mm-hmm. Rather than um, Frank Miller's. Yeah, it's hard to say. But yeah, I think if you went backwards from where... Of course, it could also be like the Affleck suit, but Batman Year One. Yeah, yeah, we could see that. Or we could kind of see somewhere in between. I don't know. I'm I'm more so wanting a uh, Bat Beyond. I'm everybody still, wants. I know everybody's holding so. out for that. It's funny because um, what was it? Kevin Smith recently was like, "Yeah, they should get Tim Burton back, and then they should get um, Michael Keaton to come play Old Man Bruce, and then you know cast somebody else to play uh, Terry McGinnis." And and I was like, "Yeah, everybody's been saying that since like 2005." Yeah, it's this one right here. Let me see if I can blow. Let me see if I can save this copy image. 
to send this to you. Let's see. This is what I was talking about. Where's the chat? Great podcast. Yay. Yay. Um, that's not what I wanted. Does that take? Yeah, that is what I wanted. So some interesting things coming up. Got a lot to look forward to. I know that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I guess next time I'm on, we can talk more about the future of video games. Yeah, we could do that. I've been having a lot of fun with that lately, too. So, I'm just a hint, just just a little bit of a tidbit so people kind of know what I'm thinking. I am paying attention to Google Stadia. Um, and only probably only because I'm one of the few... I live in an area where it would I could actually use it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm paying attention to it. Um, I'd be more likely to do Stadia than I would be like an Xbox or a standalone PC because I'm still very much like a console user and mostly PS4. But um, it's kind of where I come down on that. But uh, before we just start rambling on here, I think I think I'm about done. I think so too. <laughs> I think I think uh, I'll be looking forward to talking some uh, cool gaming stuff next time. I think we just dumped on them for two hours, so that's okay. I'm going to cut this one in half, so they'll they'll. Uh... Oh no! There's going to be one that's just straight adult talking about home ownership, and yep. then one that's just talking about movies. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to be evil about it. Oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> Oh, this is what happens when I don't talk to Steve and I don't record all that often. <laughs> it's been a while. So. What order it comes out, no one will know until they hear this part of the episode. Oh, this is so bad. Yeah, I'm sorry, funny. everybody. I'm sorry. That's all right. They'll get one on Wednesday and one on a Friday. So. You just got to make it part one and part two. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Okay. That way, that way they don't have to listen to two hours of us rambling. Oh, good. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, where can the people get a hold of you on Twitter? Uh, I am at BoothNinja81. And I am at SCP21. And uh, if you guys have any suggestions for content, uh, just let us know uh, at AlteredGeek or at SCP21 or uh, at BoothNinja81. So until next time... Get altered. Get geeky with the altered geeks. Bye. Bye.